Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. I held my compass up to the moonlight, not that it would do me any good. I'd been lost for a long time, and knowing which way was north would hardly help me find the campsite in the dense forest. I angrily kicked a rock as I wondered if I should start preparing to spend the night in the woods alone, but a howl in the distance made me keep moving. This was my second year in Boy Scouts, and honestly... I wanted to quit a long time ago and do other stuff, but my mom said I spent too much time indoors, and she had a point, but I still regret coming to the annual sleepaway weekend. Last year had been fine. We had a good spot near a freshwater stream in a public bathroom, but a few months earlier there had been a big fire, and that area wasn't safe, and so we went to this unfamiliar location. The troop leader seemed nervous, and everyone else was irritable. That's actually why I left the camp. I told everyone nature was calling, but I just needed a smoke. I had my drag and contemplated how stupid it was that I was a teenager and still in Boy Scouts. I eventually came to the conclusion that instead of burying my own shit next year, I'll take up biking or something. I mean... That counts as outdoors, right? But when I tried to head back, I couldn't find them. I also couldn't hear them. I called out Mr. Retop's name over and over. Soon, I was calling for help. I thought maybe this was some kind of prank. They were all going to jump out and scold me for smoking and littering. Eventually, I was trying to convince myself that was the case. That was hours ago. I was angry. But now, I was scared, hungry, and cold. I tried not to think of roasting marshmallows over a campfire or zipping myself into my cheap sleeping bag. God, I was tired. I stumbled a bit longer when I heard footsteps that didn't match mine. I looked behind me, but the steps stopped. I shrugged and continued, but I knew I heard something so I spun around. I could then see a man-shaped shadow not too far from me. It had to be a person because I could hear its breathing. It was an uneven rumble that sounded sickly. Mr. Retop? I didn't dare move. I started shaking when I realized that Mr. Retop was not that tall or so thin. Hello? The word barely escaped my mouth when it took a heavy step forward. I turned and ran. That was not my troop leader. It wasn't even human. I'd barely gotten to look at it properly, but it was some kind of skeletal creature with the whitest skin I had ever seen. But even if I was wrong and the moon was playing tricks on my eyes, 
I didn't want to be alone in the woods with a stranger, especially one that would probably tower over me. I made the mistake of looking behind me and it was still close to me, its labored breath making it harder to ignore its presence. I could barely see where I was going, but I kept running until my foot caught on an exposed root and I stumbled down an incline and hit my head on something. I woke up some time later. My head was hurting really bad. I dug into my pocket and pulled out my phone, the light from the screen almost blinding me. I still had no signal, but it seemed like I had been unconscious for less than an hour. I sat up when I remembered the creature and looked around, but I saw nothing and breathed in relief. I must have lost him when I fell. What do I do now? I wondered aloud to myself when I heard something in the distance. Music. I squinted and looked at the direction the noise was coming from. Out of the darkness, I could see colored light. Pink, blue, green, and yellow little balls of light that seemed to be approaching me. I rubbed my eyes, and when I looked again, they were definitely getting closer. I scrambled to stand up and run, but I stumbled and had to steady myself against a tree. I looked up again and saw that the balls of light were surrounding little figures. I stared as they came closer, and I could not believe my eyes. Fairies? The little creatures stopped and hovered over me. Now, I was not very familiar with fairies, but... I was damn sure these little people with wings would be classified as one. They didn't look like Tinkerbell, but they did look like very beautiful adult women. All their faces looked alike, with only their respective light being the only difference. I couldn't see most of their body as it seemed where the light was illuminating from. Are you lost, child? The one with the pink orb asked. Her voice was as beautiful as her face. It was smooth and caring. Only her mouth didn't move as she spoke. I wanted to argue that I was almost 16, so I was basically a man, but I was too distracted. Am I dead? And they all giggled. No, child. You're very much alive and seeing us. We're the guardians of this forest. We protect children like you. My name is Rose, and these are my friends, Bluebell, Sunflower, Daisy, and Lily. She didn't gesture to any of them, but I still nodded. She flew closer to me, and I instinctively held out my hand. She landed on the center of my palm. Rose must have been about seven inches tall, but weighed as much as my cell phone. Now that she was still, I could see her wings. They were transparent. They looked like little dragonfly wings, but more leafy. At this point, I had so many questions, but she was hypnotic. I just listened to everything she had to say. Are you hungry, child? And as if on cue, my stomach rumbled like thunder. I was so hungry it almost hurt. Yes, I answered quietly follow us. Her wing vibrated into a blur and she flew off my hand to join the others. I followed them, 
Their lights helped me see a path that led to a clearing surrounded by mushrooms in a perfect circle. I felt strange and tingly when I stepped over the mushrooms, but I mostly felt tired. I let out a yawn as I looked up at the trees, and all the branches buzzing around were hundreds of fairies, all with beautiful lights that made the clearing seem like day. In the middle of the clearing was a large stump filled with food I'd never seen before. They all looked like fruit, but they were all the wrong color and shape to be any fruit that I'd seen. Hell, one of them had dark red spots on it. Eat, child, Rose encouraged me in a sing-song voice. Eat your fill, sleep under our guidance, then we will guide you back home to your family. I wanted to correct her, but I was so hungry and the food looked so good. I dropped to my knees in front of the stump and grabbed the biggest, reddest piece, and I bit into it. it tasted like flowers, but in a good way. I kept eating as all the fairies started humming a beautiful medley. It was so nice and soothing. After eating nearly all the food that had been laid out before me, I sat back and yawned again. Rose rested on my knee. Sleep, child, she encouraged again. Between the food, the singing, and the soft moss I was sitting on, I couldn't stop myself from dozing off. My eyes were so heavy they closed as I stared at Rose. I think I was asleep for a second when a scream pierced the air. It was hundreds of little screams. I sat up and saw the monster again, but now that it was in the light, I could see it was almost as tall as the tree with graying skin covered in wrinkles. His body had moss, vines, and leaves growing out of him. He had no eyes in his empty sockets, but I knew he was looking right at me as he stumped forward with feet that looked more like tree trunks. The fairies sprung into action to protect me and swarmed him. He stopped and began swatting the creatures until he managed to grab a blue one in his bony hand. Before I could react, he raised the fairy to his mouth and bit down. I leaned over and retched all the food I had just eaten. When I looked up again, the monster had black goo dripping out of its mouth with the bottom half of the fairy in one hand. I had to try to hide before this thing had me for its next meal, but surely the fairies could fly away. I frantically looked for some place to hide and saw a large tree with a hole in the bottom. It was just big enough for me to crawl into. I ran over and squeezed myself into the dark space and ended up falling a short distance before hitting the ground. It was pitch black in the cave, it was a tunnel I found myself in. I assumed at the time the fairies must be burrowing creatures, or maybe nocturnal. I backed up when I heard more screaming, but I tripped over something and hit the ground again. Then a truly rancid smell hit me. I bent over and gagged while trying to find my phone, then turned on the flashlight. I flashed the light onto what I had fallen over only to see a human skull. I screamed and backed up against the tunnel wall. With a shaking hand, I shined my phone's light around, 
and I saw the hole I was in was filled with corpses and skeletons. To my horror, most of them were smaller than me. I couldn't help myself and look closer at the one that still looked pretty bloody. It was covered in tiny bite marks. Oh, child, Rose's voice cooed out to me. I looked up to see a handful of the fairies looking at me, but when I moved my light onto them, their appearance changed drastically. Gone were the beautiful faces and delicate features. Now they looked more terrifying, with pointed noses and ears, no hair, and their eyes looked like beads that were completely black. Worst of all, their mouths opened to reveal each of them had two rows of sharp teeth. One of them flew right at me. I tried to swat it away, but it latched onto my hand and sank its teeth into my thumb. I let out a pained scream and tried to yank the fairy off of me. When I finally pulled it off, a chunk of my thumb was gone. The tiniest bite marks surrounded the wound. Another came at me, but this time I managed to slap it into the wall. I couldn't find the exit. It was too dark, so all I could do was run around trying desperately to swat the fairies away. There were too many of them and I was cornered, but something grabbed the back of my collar and lifted me out of the hole as if I weighed nothing. It was the skeletal creature. He set me gently on the ground when a fairy flew out of the hole and went for my face. The pale man caught the fairy and once again took a big bite, instantly killing the winged monster. I turned around and looked up at him as he chewed on the body of what almost ate me. He stared down at me, chomping until he swallowed, his eye sockets still devoid of any life. My legs were shaking. He was still scary to look at, especially now with that black liquid dripping from his chin. He dropped the half-eaten fairy and raised the hand, pointing in one direction. Go home, he wheezed. I looked in the direction he was pointing and ran where he told me to go. Minutes later, I saw a light up ahead and forced my legs to run faster. Can't be, I said out loud as I realized the light was coming from my house. Renewed with vigor, I ran faster. My house was near a park with a small cluster of trees, but it was nowhere near the forest our camping trip had taken place in. But I didn't care. I was home. Mom? Dad? I screamed when I saw them in the window of the kitchen. They looked up and ran out of the house as if the devil himself were chasing them. My mom was sobbing when she embraced me. I hugged her back and started crying too. Mom, I sobbed. Michael, my baby, she squeezed me tighter. We thought we'd never see you again, but I knew. Oh, praise Jesus, I knew you'd come home. I pulled away and looked confused. What? Mom, I was gone for only the night. People get lost in the woods all the time. This didn't make any sense. My mom wasn't the over-emotional type, and this reaction was way overboard. Michael, 
She suddenly looked scared. Michael, my dad, continued. Son, you've been gone for over a month. He tried to sound calm, but he was just as overwhelmed as my mom. A month? I repeated back. I felt dizzy and the world felt like it was spinning and I fainted. My dad managed to catch me. I woke up the next day in a hospital with my thumb all bandaged up. With everything that happened, I had forgotten my hand had been bleeding. A cop came into my room to ask me questions. Well, turns out, my whole troop never made it out of the woods. It was just me. He asked me questions and I answered what I could. I told him I had separated from the camp to smoke and couldn't find my way back. I couldn't explain how I'd been missing for five weeks. I didn't tell him about the skeleton, the fairies, or even the bodies that I saw in the tunnel. I didn't want to end up in a loony bin. I spent the next few days closed off in my room, trying not to think about the bodies I had seen. I tried so hard to ignore that I'd seen them in scouts' uniforms. Or maybe... I just imagined it. The only thing that brought me comfort was the internet. I had to know what happened. Well, it turns out fey, or fairies, aren't always the nicest creatures. Sometimes, they were just downright evil. And when I stepped into the ring of mushrooms or a fairy ring, I'd nearly doomed myself. The same when I ate their food. Fairies would always take payment for their hospitality. But I didn't find anything on my savior. No matter what I googled, I couldn't find anything that matched his description. The best I could find was a spirit. Maybe it was all the souls the fairies had made their victims. Or maybe the forest itself trying to protect whoever. It didn't matter. He saved me and I'd never be able to tell anyone the truth, or thank him. <laughs>